Hi, I'm Chris with the Craft Beer Connoisseurs, and before the episode begins, I just wanted to provide you with a little information on who we are and how you can stay updated on all of our content. This podcast was created to showcase craft breweries and indulge in interesting conversation. We want to help promote a variety of breweries, and along the way have conversations ranging from sports to beer, and beer to, well, just about anything. Please feel free to follow us on Instagram at craftbeercons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Chris. I'm Brett. And I'm Tyler. And along with us today is producer Maurice. Maurice, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. So in today's episode, we'll be reviewing Black Gold Brewery, which is in Petrolia, Ontario. Okay. And again, we're going to be trying two beers today. The first one is Where Robert Met Fletcher, which is a lager. And the second has a unique, very unique name to it. Uh, Pantless in Petrolia. Interesting. <laughs> um... That is not my nickname, but I'm sure if you ever go to Petrolia, you'll find somebody pantless. Uh, it is a double IPA. All right. Well, great transition into that. So to finish up the episode, we're going to be talking about famous sports families. So stay tuned for that. All right. So as mentioned, Black Gold is located in Petrolia, Ontario. And it's big, a br- big place. It, it's humongous. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> Larger than I thought, actually. It's very, very true. <laughs> it's actually a very nice town, looks it is, like. It is. Uh, so the brewery is actually owned by three blondes and a brewer, which is, uh, funny enough, one of the names of their other beers, which uh, we're not going to try today, but right. different one. Uh, so Brent is the brewer, and then the three blondes are Carol, Tara, and Robin. So the brewery takes its name from the oil-rich heritage of the area, because it's a big oil town, mm-hmm. uh, and most of their beers also have petroleum-inspired names. Yeah, they really like to draw on the local heritage. Yeah, big community focus. Yep. So the brewery makes its home in a building built in the late 1800s, and we'll get there when we talk about the brewery in, in general, but it, I mean, it was a nice building. Um, it has undergone extensive renovations to make the brewery what it is today. Uh, while keeping some of the heritage. So they do a really good mix yeah. of kind of that 1800-inspired, and then they've kind of modernized it and, and kept it up to building code and, and fire codes, right? So, which is which is nice to see that it's up to code. <laughs> yeah, it's good to know that they're following all government guidelines. Codes have probably changed a bit since the late, teen, late 1800s. I would assume <laughs> to think so. Big, <laughs> big fan of that. Yeah, so the brewery did open in uh, November of 2020. So mm-hmm. they, they opened in a pandemic, uh, very interestingly, but yes. they had started planning to open the brewery many years in advance. So it was kind of like, all right, we're ready. Let's just open it up. And it's right? one of those things that they had never really been fully able to utilize all the space that they have there yet because right. they haven't got to a point where they can open fully. Uh, it's a big, huge building. Mm-hmm. I think it can seat about 60 inside and then about 120 outside. So it's a massive place in terms of... Uh, yeah. Hopefully, when they're able to open up fully, I think they can utilize. I think their um, 
internal occupancy was actually almost double that. But uh, numbers are a strange, strange thing for me. Yeah. So before we <laughs> not kind of, your strong suit. No yeah. math, not good. <laughs> before we continue, I think it would probably be advantageous for the listeners to understand that we were actually there. So Correct. we did yep. do it. We did do a tour of the uh, the brewery. Uh, we sat down with a couple of the and the, all four okay. of us were able to come. Yes. <laughs> yes. We were. We were all there. The three of us plus Maurice. Yes. It was so, a good time. It was a great time. Yeah. So that's just kind of laid the foundation that we all were actually there. So we got to see firsthand what the brewery was inside, outside, and then we got to sample some of their beers. And we're looking forward to the beers today, and we'll get to those later on. But we didn't try those while we were at the brewery like we've done in other places. Right, because we want to have first the, reaction. The first reaction on the podcast, absolutely. Yeah. So how did they get started here, uh, Brett? So Brent, yes, I can <laughs> see the confusion there of Brett and Brent. Uh, Brent was a home brewer. And many people had recommended that he start a brewery. Which is, I think, very common like for a lot of these breweries, right? right? Absolutely, yeah. right? So he was in the hardware store to get help from some uh, minor work. Mm-hmm. And the person at the hardware store took interest in the work he needed and was subsequently introduced to uh, some other partners. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden... We have ourselves a, a brewery. A, a brewery right? was born. <laughs> and, and I think, uh, as Brent explained it, before he knew it, he was in front of the town council explaining why they needed a, a craft brewery in town. And it's like full on like work here, like with right. oil, because yeah. he just done some work in his car. And he's like, bam, I'm doing a presentation to the town of Petroleum of why we need a craft brewery. Right. So we showed up. And uh, plenty of parking. I think that's kind of like the first thing to kind of notice uh, when we were there. There's parking behind. There's parking to the side. There's yeah. parking across the street because there's, I believe it was a public library across the street. Yeah. And they're very accessible. Like they're very. just off the main strip, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of on a side street there. So super accessible, even if you were on foot, like if you're right. a local and you're just walking through town, easy to get to it. Right. I feel as though if I was a local in Petrolia, I'd be there a lot. Maybe not pantless, but I'd be there. <laughs> well, you might leave pantless. <laughs> Who knows, right? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's located right on a corner, so they have really good patio space, right? So yes. uh, that was one thing that I, I, I noticed there. And they actually had, from the town of Petrolia, um, they supplied them with some picnic tables. So obviously, um, as this is going to be released, we're going to be in the midst of a, uh, a lockdown. Yep. But after that is completed, we're going to go ahead and, and say, everybody show up and, and go outside and, and use those picnic tables. Enjoy right? the patio. Yeah. Right. It's, right. A, it's a beautiful spot. Yeah, hundred percent. Great inside and out. Great location, and, and yeah, the the building itself is absolutely stunning inside, right? So you you mentioned that they did renovations, and it's interesting that all of the renovations, with the uh, exception of some work within the bathrooms, right. was completed by the owners themselves, which is very impressive because they had said they're like they're not construction workers, they're not you know tradespeople, so it's very impressive that they were able to do all that work themselves and it looks really really nice yeah they did a definitely a very good job on it in terms of like the tap room tables they were all handmade uh they even like poured the concrete slabs for the bar countertops like they put a shit ton of work into this yeah Yeah. and you see that i mean with some of these smaller breweries right is like the amount of sweat equity that they've put into this um and they're they're very like there's pride there's pride in the project there's pride in the beers and it's nice to see that kind of leak through. Right? And yeah. you can you can see that when we talked with Tara and Robin and and Brent about how much pride they have in the brewery itself, right? They yes. are proud to be a part of the community in terms of Petrolia. They are proud to produce good beers from what we've had at the brewery, and hopefully the other two that we're going to have today are uh, are top notch as well, right? So mm-hmm. it's good for them to be part of the community and 
hopefully eventually be able to bring all of the community to the brewery itself. Yeah, and, and that shows in the fact that they're naming their beers after Petrolia. Uh, some of their labels have you know, kind of pictures from the heritage of Petrolia. So that shows that they're really interested in the community uh, and and really kind of showcasing the the small town because they are the only brewery in Petrolia. Kind of not surprising. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they want to do it service, right? Absolutely. There's no brewery within, I think, about 20, 25 minutes of, uh, of Petrolia itself. So um, it's definitely... <laughs> recommended for sure that uh, you check it out uh in terms of the actual brew house itself we were all able to get a tour of it yeah 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 and and that's another thing that they said they did a lot of work on is um the pouring the concrete in the floors to to kind of raise them up because the area where the brew house is was very much lower than the tap room Mm -hmm. so they wanted to kind of lift that up a little bit you can see the slant a little bit yeah for sure really good for rolling a ball down the the (laughs) hill right (laughs) yeah so i mean aesthetically it's great they have a a nice little uh, retail space they have the, the brewery portion of it it's uh no, it's it's a it's a beautiful brewery. They've done a great job on it, and we commend them for that. I, I will say they were uh, very very proud of some of the equipment that they had purchased as well. Uh, so they are a twelve uh, barrel system, uh, and they purchased some equipment from a brewery in Michigan, and the rest was purchased new from China, and actually was on the ship, and they were like doing the tracking of the ship, hoping it was going to get there. <laughs> that was like right at date. the beginning of COVID. They right. said, right? Yeah. yeah, please show up. So we had a good conversation as we've mentioned with them, and we've kind of gone through what their their process was for brewing the beers and how they kind of determine what they're going to brew. Right. So I, I'm looking forward to some of the beers we're going to have today. Yes, absolutely. I know. I know. Uh, one thing about them is they're really proud of their sinks and their bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Mm. And also, I mean, they're... Uh, we talked about the, the pouring of the concrete. Right, sauce, right? yes. And they're green urinals. So if you ever take it... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But no, if you're no, using the washroom, yeah. you don't have to flush. For sure. All you got to do is make sure you aim well, and it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so You'll I, have to go to the brewery to see what exactly. we mean. <laughs> so I think uh, the producer Maurice here has a point that he wants to make. He wants to take a big shout out to Taylor for supplying the popcorn and bringing some of the tasters. So great service, Taylor. Appreciate that. And, and the popcorn really, was really good. good popcorn. It was. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Because we all said no. But they still brought it. Taylor still brought it, and we enjoyed it just as uh, above and beyond quality service. And you're not going to refuse popcorn. You well, can't. let's put it in front of you. You can't. Right? Exactly. You can't do it. Yeah. So, like all episodes, we're just going to go ahead and link all their information on social media. I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready for the first beer. Absolutely. Let's get at it. Yeah. Let's do all right. it. Time to try the first beer coming up next. All right, so thank you again to Tara, Robin, Brent, and everyone else at Black Gold for supplying the beers today, as well as hosting us when we went down there. Yeah. So thank you. It was, it was thank a lovely you. tour. Thanks it for was. hosting us. Great for time. Sure. Great time. And the first beer we're going to try today is where Robert met Fletcher, with, which is a pseudo lager, and it has 4.5 ABV and 18 IBU. So right. this is a clean drinking ale designed for the lager lover, hence the pseudo Lager label. All right. uh, it has light aromas of toastiness and honey, paired with flavors of more honey, <laughs> uh, <laughs> lemon, and hints of fresh cut grass. Interesting. 
Well, we'll see how that goes. The fresh cut grass. So it has been labeled as a slightly dry, sparkling introduction, and then it kind of ends with a mild oakiness. Interesting. So we're going to see how that uh, kind of plays out in the flavors. Yeah. Um, the name was inspired by the intersection where the brewery is located. So that's Robert and Fletcher Streets. In Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. where they meet at Black Gold. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I am kind of curious because there is an individual who follows us on Untapped who was a individual who shows up to the brewery a lot, and I believe they've hired him, and Ryan Fletcher. So I don't know if there's anything, anything in like the ancestry, the history yeah, there. through his lineage. Yeah, it might be, he might be related to the Fletcher that the street is named after. Interesting. We'll have to check in on that. Also good to note, if I it. ever move to Petroleum and just can continue to show up at the brewery, eventually I'll get hired. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> it's, it's a great way to get a job. It's called marketing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so on Untapped, you can follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs, and the overall rating for where Robert met Fletcher on Untapped is 3.4 bottle caps out of 5, and there's only 63 check-ins. All right, so we're going to grab the can. We are. Grab our glass. Let's open her up. And I know I'm going into it this early about the can but uh, if you do get a uh, black gold beer especially this one there's a qr code on the side so if you scan it it'll take you directly to their website where you can order more of their products nice. Smooth. interesting Smooth. so we are uh drinking this out of a pint glass today because it is a is a lager so make sure to use your proper glassware um, um, you guys are but just wanted to point out that brent brett is actually drinking uh, <laughs> out of a black gold mug so yeah. you i guess you you were able to get a hold of that at the brewery yes i purchased it so that's how I was able to get a hold of it. it was great. I, I was not implying anything. <laughs> uh, very clean, my mug, for sure. All right. So take a look at the beer. It sits in our glassware very nicely. You know what? This is this has, you know, loggers and pilsners have kind of like a, a, a fluffy head to them usually. And this has that has that head that you would expect from a lager. Yeah, a nice, uh, nice color to it. It's uh, you can't see through it completely, but it is. It a is a little bit nice. more hazy than I expected. A little more hazy. Definitely. A good kind of. I would say we've mentioned it before twice. Honey. I would say that this has got a very honey yeah, kind of look. Yeah, it does to look it. like honey. Yeah. Also on the nose, um, I don't know if you guys have put it to the nose yet. I do get honey through the nose as well. Yeah, I, I get you know definitely. kind of that malty flavor that or malty smell that you right. would have from like a lager normally, as well as that honey kind of mixed in. So a little bit of sweetness coming from it. Now, also one thing to note, I know we talked about fresh cut grass. Yeah. Okay. I uh, am very familiar with my dad's Nike Monarchs, right? Maybe the New Balances. <laughs> I don't know if you guys yeah, are familiar yeah. with it. Um, uh, not familiar with him, his shoes himself, but, but that's uh, the, sure. That's the common, the, dad, concept, yeah. the, the common dad cutting grass uh, footwear attire. So um, usually when dad cut the grass, I, I'm not smelling that in this. Very distinct, very no. different. Was so. he cutting it in his jean, like his jorts, like his jean shorts and his t-shirt kind of tucked in? Nope. Interesting. Because <laughs> when, when you bring up a dad cutting grass about the Air Monarchs, I immediately go to jorts and a t-shirt. Don't no, know why. I'd go more like khaki shorts and like a plain white tee. Well, Brett, you and I are dads. Do you cut the grass like that? Because I don't. 
Uh, I cut the grass. Uh, I'm not pantless while cutting the grass, just an FYI. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> Didn't ask you that. Nope. Uh, <laughs> but for sure, I do cut the grass in shorts and a t-shirt, maybe just not with my Air Monarchs. Okay. Fair enough. Anyways, back to beer. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of segue. So anyways, maybe we will, I don't want to say taste cut grass, but <laughs> you, there, there might be uh, a little bit of a hint of grass on the taste, maybe. For sure. So we'll let's see. get into this uh, pseudo lager. Pseudo. It's a big word I've learned today. <laughs> mm. Definitely get the honey yeah, and it, the oakiness they were talking about on, on the back end. Yeah, I, I definitely get sweetness up front with that honey, and then you can tell that it you know, it has that lager kind of backbone to it, that malt, you know, that you would usually taste in a lager. But the honey is a nice, a nice touch. Yeah, getting the honey up front. And um, again, yeah, very lagery kind of taste profile to it. Mm-hmm. It's it's not overwhelming. No, it's it's subtle, but you know it's there. Yeah. Which I prefer. I don't want yeah. something to overpower. Uh, and the honey is definitely not overpowered, because honey is not really my most favorite thing, right? So I don't want that to overpower any beer. Um, so this is a nice, smooth drinking beer. Be interested to see if we would have uh, had this. Obviously, we saved it for the podcast, but if we would have had this tapped at the uh, brewery itself. Right. And so they did say yeah. that there was a lemon flavor to it. <laughs> Maybe it's lemongrass, right? Oh, huh? there you go. Huh? Freshly cut lemongrass. There it is. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I think it's kind. Of, it, it is clean. It is. It, it's refreshing. Like it is refreshing. I, I find at least. Um, yeah, and you would expect that from a lager, right? Like a lot of lagers, you're able to just kind of, you know, pound them back, if you will. This is only four and a half percent. I could definitely enjoy quite a few of these out on the deck in the summer. Uh, these would go down really smooth uh, if if I was drinking them in the summertime for sure. It's it's going down really smooth even though it's not the summer. Well, it, it goes down smooth at any time, you're right. right. Yeah. Yeah, so we're gonna take a look at the cans here in a second. So there is a bit of a discrepancy, I think, whether or not they went ahead and changed the, the canning to it or if it's a lager and the other one um, Or it's so, just a misdone check in. No, 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 actually if you look at so looking at it on tap, there is a bit of a discrepancy in just the, the can of it. So, Fife, why don't you go ahead and describe this can, and I'll describe this this other one that's on here. So, the one that I have in my hand, which I'm going to say is the newer version of it. I would think so, because we just got it. Not wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it actually has the old school kind of uh, brick building that from the 18, I think it was late 1800s. And it's the building behind it where... You can go get the beers now. Right. Yes. Right? It, it's it's what the what the building where the brewery is. I'm now glad you could spit that look up, like. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So so what I was referencing before is they do have the where Robert met Fletcher, which is a pilsner, and so this one's listed as the oh, lager. Okay. Right, so that's kind of the difference between, and I don't know, we didn't get any information on that one, so we'll have to touch base with them and and see what the difference between their pilsner. And the lager, if it's just maybe... I wonder if it could have been the honey edition, perhaps. Or perhaps it was a old uh, um, brew, and they brewed originally as a, as a pilsner. Yeah. And then they decided, you know what, it's not really a pilsner, it's not really a lager, let's call it a pseudo-lager. I, and they I, went that way. So we'll see. I'm wondering if they've actually put the honey in here, so they've added adjuncts to so the beer. So, so it's not true pilsner? Maybe they can't yeah. actually kind of wrap it Why would we call it a pils like lager? 
Well, I can tell you that doesn't sound good. So maybe that's why. <laughs> so did we do the top five profiles? I've got no, a little bit uh, tied up in the old can. So let's do the top five flavor profiles for this beer. Number one, clean. How do we feel as a consensus oh, on this one? For sure. Yeah, very, very clean. clean. Very clean. Refreshing. Absolutely. I Agreed. think it's refreshing. Yeah, I think that's – I'm a big fan of the refreshing aspect of this beer. Three, fruity. No, I, I don't get fruity. A little bit, but I think the honey is hiding the uh, fruits from coming out in this beer. Well, I'm wondering if the fruit is in relation to that lemon, right? And so I do get the lemon. Yeah, and so I wouldn't, very, I wouldn't discredit very, it. Very faint yeah. lemon, yeah. But mm-hmm. could you imagine a heavy lemon beer? Like, I don't know if I would enjoy that either, Unless right? it was a sour. Right. Yeah, Even sometimes if you get a good tarty lemon sour, it's overpowering, right? Yep. Yeah, so that's true. So I think that might be where they're drawing their inspiration on the fruity. The uh, fourth one is bitter. I don't get a lot of bitter. Yeah, I'm not getting any bitterness from this. Mild. And so, I mean, we haven't heard (laughs) much from producer Maurice, (laughs) but we both agree on that one is we're kind of mild on the bitterness. And then five, light. So we're talking again, pseudo lager and or a Pilsner originally. Um, Light makes sense, yeah. And again, I reference this to the training meals aspect of everything where this beer would be uh, one of those beers that would... If somebody does not like real craft beer, not into it, this would be a good one, a starter one, if you will. Uh, and speaking of starters, uh, you should start following us on Untapped, right? At Craft Beer Cons. Yep. Uh, Chris, hit us with the first uh, rating. Yeah, so the first one comes from Joe A. Uh, Joe's handle is SpiteFireMK7. So I think Joe meant to make his handle Spitfire because his picture is of a Spitfire plane, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, so, Petrolia. Yeah. On December 30th said, excellent beer. Great that the hometown has a brewery now, which, you know, can't disagree with that. And uh, Joe gave it a 3.75 out of 5. Yeah. So I got the next one. Dwayne W. The handle is The Kraken 23. Commented on March 25th. A light crisp lager that comes off a little grassy and very refreshing. So it's kind of what we've echoed a little bit. Maybe yeah. not yeah. so much as the grassy aspect of it, but again, maybe it's a lemongrass. Maybe it's not. Who knows? <laughs> I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. So I assume with his uh, comment and rating, he has released the Kraken? Mm, maybe. Uh, maybe. So did there. Uh, so <laughs> in terms of our ratings, uh, I'll start it off. Um, I'm kind of back and forth. I'm kind of in between... But I'm going to settle at a three seven five. I think the uh, this beer is it's not really a, a pseudo lager. I think it's more kind of bordering on that hazy pale ale kind of line. Uh, I like yeah. it. Uh, I can definitely crush it, but uh, it's still missing certain things for me to make it higher. Sure. Yeah, I would say I'm at a three point seven five as well. In terms of a lager, I really like this beer. It kind of offers a little bit more than what you would expect from just a typical lager. So when you have a pseudo lager, it gives you a little bit more. So 3.75. Yeah, good ratings. Um, for myself, I'm coming in at a 3.5. So it's about an average uh, kind of beer for myself. Yep. Um, very good, very crushable. And for producer Maurice is coming in at a 3.0. And Chris, what's that give us overall? That gives us an overall of exactly 3.5, so no hey, rounding needed. There we go. That. Well, boys, you guys ready to get pantless? Yeah. <laughs> Beer number two is coming up next. Now that our pants are off, boys, uh, it's time to talk about the second beer that we're going to have today. 
and it was not named after me, just FYI. Uh, when you mention <laughs> it twice, it sounds like it actually was. No, the only thing I will mention is that uh, during our visit, um, I went home with Derek and producer Maurice went home with three lawns. So <laughs> what can you say? Anyway, this beer is called Pantless and Petrolia, and it is a double IPA. It has an ABV of 7% and 103 IBUs. That's it's going to be bitter. All right. So as we take the microphone away from Brett, uh, we'll just note that this beer has a delicate combination of maltiness, hot bitterness, pineapple sweetness, and jalapeno heat. Ooh. Yeah. So as the beer warms up, the jalapeno heat becomes more pronounced. So we've had the beer out of the fridge for a little while now. So hopefully we'll get some of that. Yeah, so the beer is labeled as having aromas of a pineapple, or as Maurice would say, la la la. Oh, Francais! <laughs> I thought we took the mic away. <laughs> it's back now. <laughs> uh, jalapeno and lemon, right? And so this is going to pique the palate's curiosity. So they say, and I think I think it will, right? So that's I a, think so. A very interesting kind of flavor profile. It's a very we'll, unique we'll combination. So, I mean, I've had some beers before with some peppers in it, and I think, uh, Brett, you have yes, as I've well. I've done some so. uh, ghost peppers, some habaneros, so it's nice. nice to see this one. Yeah, so this is going to leave a slight stickiness from the pineapple along with a light spiciness. So we're going to kind of get the sticky, spicy, spicy, sticky. Interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, so the aftertaste is labeled as being pleasant and curious all at the same time. So... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very hesitant to say I'm going to enjoy this. I do enjoy pineapple. I do enjoy, uh, jalapeno. I don't know how that combination is going to come together. And if it, they balance it right, we could have a good beer on our hands. And in a beer, right? So, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So we'll see how that kind of goes. So, um, Chris, you got a little bit of information on this one? Yeah. So on untapped for this beer, there are 75 check-ins and it has an average rating of 3.23 bottle cups out of five. I'm quite surprised by the uh, low rating of this. I'm extremely excited for this beer now that my microphone's back so I can talk about it. Um, I like pineapple. I love jalapeno. I love spice. Let's, Let's get see. at it, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll let uh, I'll let Tyler do his little spiel about like you know opening up and all that stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, please, please yeah. go ahead, so I can have this beer. All right, let's. Uh Let's grab our glass, grab our can, and this one goes out to uh, Fife and Derek. Let's open her up. Me, me and Derek did bond. He did not make it to the fourth inning of the Jays game, and it was a full two-liter growler. I don't know if that says more about Derek or it's more about me, but it is what it is. Easy on the pour. Anyways, uh, so we are drinking this double IPA out of an IPA glass. So make sure to use your proper glassware. Got a couple of figures of head as well as Chris. Yeah, not, as not, well a great, Brett, not a great well pour Brett. for me. We really there's, there's a strong head retention on this one. I feel like <laughs> maybe, maybe keeping it out of the fridge uh, kind of increased the head on this one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she's uh, three fingers. <laughs> At least. <laughs> At least, yeah. Good head. Head retention, very nice. Um, but let's see if we could dip our uh, dip our nose into this one and see what we can get for a smell. I can smell I can the smell heat. The and I love it. Yeah, I love it. Producer uh, Maurice over there, he is. Uh, well, so it's interesting yes. because um, Chris has got a really good point. I think coming yes. here. Yeah. Stay so tuned. when we were at Black Gold, uh, Brent, the brewer, mentioned that you know if ketchup is 
on your hot scale, then this is probably not the beer for you. And let's just say Maurice finds ketchup spicy. Yeah. So uh, short story short, uh, I really want to get into this one. Uh, <laughs> let's take a look at the color. Let's go through the color as, as we wait for the head to kind of subside. So, Chris, you got a, a point you want to hit on this one? No? Okay. So <laughs> Great is, talk, Chris. It's almost like you've taken the words. Like you, yeah. you and the producer are speaking the same it, language it, it right now. It kind of looks like, you know what? It, the color reminds me of like iced tea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, what is that? Like a Tom Collins? Yeah. Are right. you thinking like Lipton or Nesty? Uh, either. Either. <laughs> More yeah, brisk. Brisk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I agree with you. It's got kind of this uh, copper tone to it, but kind of... It's like still, the sunscreen? Still, uh, still a little bit light, and there's a, a bit of an undertone to it. So, um, yeah, that, that's why I'm getting I, I am... Like, I'm itching to get into this one. I'm not going to lie to you. I know this is going to be, I think, one of the beers that all four of us are going to have very differing ratings. I hope. Oh, that, I agree. I hope that we have very similar ratings just because of that. <laughs> All of four. Done. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, I, again, on the, on the smell. So we know we, we've all talked about the, the jalapeno portion of it. That's literally all I'm smelling. See, I do get a bit of the pineapple personally, but it, because it's, it's again, trying to make sure that you, you separate those smells out. Like jalapeno is overpowering. But I do still smell a little bit of the, the pineapple. It smells kind of like jalapeno Miss Vicky's chips. Oh, those are pretty good. I wish I had some of those in front of me right now. Uh, but I will say, now that the uh, head is kind of following down and, and settling more, I am getting more of the pineapple scent right. off the beer. Right. Originally, when I poured it, it was like jalapeno, 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 mm-hmm. which don't get me wrong. Uh, I like jalapenos, Same. which is why I'm excited for this beer. Right. Uh, but I'm getting the more of the pineapple for sure. Well, it looks like uh, producer Maurice is really He's excited. Itching. He's itching to He's get excited. into this jalapeno beer, so I think we should get into it. He Do smile. you have an allergy? Like, you just can't have this? Or what's going on? doesn't smile often, but there's a big smile on his face. <laughs> He's pretty excited. All right, let's uh, take a sip, fellas. All right, let's do this. Oh, yeah, there's heat there. Oh, like nothing crazy, but you can tell that. And it's there. the taste of the pineapple is also there. Yeah. And then on the back end, the heat gets you. Yeah. And oh, baby. Yeah. You Big know fan. what? They, it's it's what I kind of talked about earlier on. Is it's a balance, mind you. First sip. Let's kind of wait and see how this kind of goes. But we talked about it earlier on, or at least Chris, you did about pulling it out. Uh, so we had the uh, wonderful fridge called outside. Uh, based on current <laughs> temperatures, co- uh, cooling these beers down. We brought them inside when we started to record, and um, they've warmed up a little bit. They're, yep. st- they're, they're, still, they're still cold. Yeah. Still, still cold, but I'd say they're, they're, they're starting to warm up. And now that we've poured it into this IPA glass and we're letting some of the air in, letting it warm up a bit, I'm interested when we get about halfway down if uh, my first taste is similar to my my. And I know I, I got a couple more of these uh, at the brewery because I was wanting to try all aspects of it, right? So this one, obviously, we're having a little more chill. And eventually, later on in life, when I have this beer again, I'm going to leave it out for a few hours, almost like you would like an Imperial Stout, and leave it out for a bit, and then see how much the heat comes through. Right, right now, yeah. Yeah. the heat is on the back end. You get the pineapple up front. Oh, I like this beer. What can I say? And you know what? 
this beer is listed as 103 IBUs, yeah, but honestly, I don't really, it doesn't taste like 103 IBUs. Right, it really right. doesn't. And I think when we're looking at it, when there's a, a low rating right by the community, um, I, there is, I'm yeah. a little bit surprised by that because you're told what it is up front. That's like, true. What do you, you know ex- what you're getting what into? You, yeah, yeah, what do you expect, right? Like, you, I'm getting jalapeno. I'm getting the pineapple. Like, I just did some pineapple on the grill the other day, and I'm st- like, I'm getting that grilled pineapple kind of mm. taste through this. Like, if I had a, a ham dinner right now without pineapple, I'd have this beer with it. Yeah, that's true, right? Like, and I think it would complement each other. The one thing about brewing a beer like this is that when you put in the jalapenos. You're already going to kind of cater to a niche market right. a little bit, right? Yeah, because as you, know, you know what you're getting into. Yeah, here. exactly. You've yeah. got to know what you're getting into. You're not just going to give it to somebody and say, hey, here's a craft beer. Have it. Mm-hmm. And give them a jalapeno pineapple <laughs> IPA. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, so interesting note actually from uh, producer Maurice. So he said he uh, he originally didn't mind it. So he says a bit of heat in the aftertaste, but not able to uh, be overpowering with the pineapple, which is... It's Which fair. is surprising from him because, <clears throat> sure. like we mentioned, ketchup, right? And yeah, no, I think, <laughs> ketchup. I think it, Spicy. I think it's fair. But again, you know what? I kind of want to get through this beer, and same with producer Maurice, who's doing the same sort of thing, is let's see how we kind of go through this. So we might drag this section on a little bit more so we get some more sips in. I'm um, okay with that. Because I don't think it's fair to go ahead and just rate it you know, halfway through the beer. We might be more of a three-quarter on this one. Yes, I agree with that. And I'm interested to know whether this beer was brewed with jalapenos without seeds or with seeds, because the seeds are really what makes it spicy. Yeah, right. I I would say it would have to be with the seeds. You think so? I think so. I'm getting, like, the taste of the jalapeno, but not necessarily the spiciness of the jalapeno. Yeah, I think that probably seemed, in my personal opinion, I mean, we'll probably follow up with them to make sure you know what's going on? Yeah, uh, I think the seeds are out of this personally. See, I see, but I agree, but I, I, I don't because when you're looking at the the flavor of it, they say that it heats up as the warmer it gets. Yeah. So I think that it's subdued because of the temperature, and the seeds would have to be there in order for you to get that heat as it warms right. itself up, right? So I think True. I think that you, if you just had the peppers alone, you're getting because there's there's literally no spiciness in the pepper. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so if that was the case, if this was just pepper, like forward, this you wouldn't you wouldn't have anything. But there yeah. is spice included in this, right? It's also interesting to see like how peppers, like a jalapeno pepper, for example, would ferment, right? Because it's yeah, right. So, for sure. I do, think. Do you want to do the five flavor profiles over here? Then? Yeah, sure. All right. Not, right. So sure. the first one is uh, pineapple. Yes. yes right. Uh, number two. Who could have thought? Uh, jalapeno. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay three. Peppery. Before we get to oh. the, before we yeah, talk about that one, do you think that those should be flipped? Maybe the jalapeno and pineapple. I, like, de- just I personally, th- I would put jalapeno as number one. Mar- I, I do like a one A one B. I think that pretty yeah. much tied on my end, right? Ma- Maurice is like a bobblehead over here, agreeing with you, Chris. So yeah, he well. would. Um, <laughs> so again, three peppery. I think we already mentioned that. But number four, hoppy, and five, bitter. Not bitter. Like I, no, I don't. I don't. No. Yeah, I don't get much bitterness. It's got at that all. smoothness to Maurice it. Maurice like. is on the bitter train, and so he's I, just bitter. He has to have this beer. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually really excited for this kind of beer because it doesn't speak specifically to one of our overall styles, right? Like Brett, you're you're more of the IPA kind of guy on it, but we all have different flavors that we're tasting. We all try different things. Um, 
Maurice is saying the malty bitterness, you know, is maybe because of the darkness of the beer, yeah. uh, and that's coming through. So that that's fair, but we're all coming up with different things, right? So yeah. if you're part of Black Gold's uh, Mug Club, you're going to get a variety of different people tasting it, and you're going to have a variety of different opinions. And speaking of their Mug Club members, uh, when, you know, pre-lockdown, uh, when they would brew a new batch— Whoever was in the restaurant that was a mug club member, mm-hmm. they would come around and give tasters of the new beer that was going to come out on tap, right? Oh, Which wow. is a very nice uh, idea from them. So they kind of get a little bit of feedback from the from the brewery per se, uh, or from the customers, I should say, not the brewery because they probably already like it. <laughs> from the customers to say, okay, you know, this is what you could do better. I like this, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? Right. Well, let's get some feedback on this beer from the untapped users that have had it. Sure. So Joe S. handled Joe Guy. On February 1st said, hot pepper IPA, question mark, question mark, question mark. Don't think it was supposed to be, or it was labeled wrong. And give it a two out of five. So a lower rating, again, entitled to their opinion. Not sure what Joe's talking about, though. Like, they're not hiding from the fact that it's a jalapeno IPA. Right. So They tell you straight up. Yeah. Like, it, it's literally on the label. And right. It, <laughs> and, and that's the thing. is like, I wouldn't have six of these in a night. No. This is a this is a, maybe a one and done with a with the dinner, but Brett, I think you've got a very interesting one coming up here from Untapped. Um, Indeed, I do. Um, so it says Christopher H. I don't know if that's the Chris that's six feet away from me right now or not. Uh, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> his username is Unit Six Six Three. You yep. would know. On November 29th, commented and uh, <laughs> checked in on the beer. Um, there's no comment. Uh, he rated it a 3.5 out of five, but. The check-in picture, you know the expression, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words? (laughs) Um, This definitely lines up with that. Well, can you give us some of those words to describe it? So, uh, pantless is definitely number one. Yes. (laughs) Do I know if he is in Petrolia? Yeah. That I don't. So, let's do do the top five (laughs) profile picture rundown. So, number one is pantless. I I honestly think that we... If we could post this picture on Instagram, just so people know what I'm looking at right now. The worst part about this is on a projector. So, so, so number number one is pantless. Number two, I'm going to toss out Corona. So in the background, there is several cases of Corona. Number Not three. the number, virus. Number, number three. Number three, I'll go with uh, pink underwear. Pink underwear. Number four, do we have a number four somewhere? Give me a four. Uh, number four, shitty tattoo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, and Maurice is tying this one on here with a number five of knockers. (laughs) There's a hand gesture. We're going to leave that one alone. So that's Christopher Uh, H. Handle unit six. I don't know Chris. I understand. Like Chris in the picture, not Chris here. I have no association with this photo. That's what I think, but who knows? Um, I don't know what kind of research you do, but... um, you could have maybe provided another check-in, not that one. Right. So, good Lord. again, uh, looking at the picture, the only good thing in this picture is it does show us the old canning style. So that was something that we It mentioned. does show the beer. That's the only good thing about it. We did we did see this in the in the first uh, beer and why there was a little bit of confusion around the pails of the lager. Yeah. But, again, it was a very standard uh, beer can with the title on. So I'm going to move past that picture as quickly as possible because we have it on 126 inches. <laughs> Uh, so we're pro- <laughs> it's not 126 inches there, though. Probably helping Christopher out with that one. So, out of five bottle caps, I'm going to give this beer a 
point seven five. It is. It is nice. It does balance. I think a little bit better than I anticipated. Um, almost just dropped it. So <laughs> it balances well on the table. Yeah. Uh, you guys are gonna hate me for this, boys. Uh oh. I. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I know you. You hate me already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a. Uh, Five. Wow. Whoa. You know what? I, the second five from Bread Frankfurt. Because I love jalapenos. I love pineapples. The creaminess, the flavor of the pineapple mixed the jalapeno. It is freaking fantastic. Yeah. I don't wow. know if it was Brent or Chris or whoever brewed it. Maybe it was Tara. Maybe it was Robin. I don't know. Could whoever it? did it. <laughs> yeah. Excellent, excellent job. I'm glad I picked up more of this. Damn, this is good. So we've got a 3.75 and we got a 5. And I am going to be at a 4, I think. Uh, so I do like the jalapeno flavor, but yep. it's not... <laughs> I, 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 I like that you went with the 5. I can't get there. Uh, yeah, producer Maurice... You can um, never get on my level. Don't worry, Chris. <laughs> producer Maurice is giving it a 2.25. Yeah. So we talked about this before, is that there's it? you can see the spectrum. Here yeah, it is. and we knew kind of going in that Maurice might not be a huge fan of this, yeah. which is fine. Yeah, I'm uh, honestly um, shocked he rated it that high. I thought it was going to be lower yeah, personally because I knew I knew as like soon spice. as he started, I was like, Ugh. for sure, I don't know, for sure. So that is the spectrum. So what does that what does that get us, Brett? The math checks out to be three point seven five again, even. Wow. We don't have to round anything. Easy. Math, Look math at was, us. Math was easy. Right? So that's all for uh, our conversation on Black Gold and their beers. Yeah. So coming up, we'll talk about some famous sports families. All right. Welcome back. So Petrolia is actually home of the famous Hunter Brothers, a famous hockey no family. Way. Yeah. No way. It really is. All right. Uh, so we thought that we'd talk about some famous sports families because of that. So just kind of throw it out there to you guys. Any families kind of like come to mind right away? Anybody? Uh, I'm just sorry. I'm just putting my pants back on here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in terms of famous families, obviously you got to look at the Gretzky's, right? Like Walter Gretzky being the father of uh, Wayne and uh, Brett. Yeah. Uh, now, Wayne and Brett have the highest uh, cumulative total of brothers in the NHL. They uh, do. Wayne Gretzky had like 2,000 and some points. odd points. points and yeah. Brett had four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he contributed. Yep. Yep. He was a big contributor to that point. But so, uh, yeah, so he wasn't I, good. <laughs> sure. So one of the ones that kind of stands out for me is the Griffies. Right? Yeah. Yes. So we got Griffey Sr., Griffey Jr. Hitting right? back-to-back home runs, 1989. Yeah. Like, how cool is that, right? So it's not yeah. only the, the like brother and brother, but it's father and son going out there playing. Like, that is the ultimate kind of experience, I think. Right? So so one that I kind of like is the uh, the Curry family. So Steph Curry um, playing in the NBA, his brother right. Seth, and then his dad also played in the NBA. So pretty well, cool Dal- that you can Dal- have. Dal Curry was his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about, his the, dad, what about yeah. the balls? Like Lonzo and all those guys? Yeah, Lonzo. That is a completely different entity. Lonzo, okay. LaMelo. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they're not good, per well, se. Well, LaMelo's pretty LaMelo's good before he got injured. Yeah. I, have a, I have a clip to show you later as to why people hate them. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I think there's <laughs> several reasons. Okay, but, okay, so Maurice is coming out with a couple of uh, information. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Maurice okay. is coming out. But not talking about his ancestry of his name with like Maurice and Henry Richard. No, no, different. Diff- what is this? Different ones. But- I understand he's not a Montreal Canadiens fan, so I get it. So but- we'll keep it to hockey though, just to tickle your fancy. So the Stahl brothers. Yeah. 
The Subans. Th- three brothers in the NHL. The Subans. The Stalls had four, didn't they? Right, Subans. Did the Stalls have four? I think the Stalls had four. They had all four. Oh, wow. In the NHL, or was it three and one three? Three coming up, three there, and one coming up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. And then Subans, right? Yep. Not bad. Not bad. And the Sutters. The s- yes. And, right. and That's the more Western, but still. But there's so. like, what, seven of them? What the about, Sutter? What about they football? just kept going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about football? What do we yeah. got in football? Yeah. Right? So, so we talked a little bit about there's there's baseball. Yeah. There's hockey. How about, about the how about the Mannings? How about Pey- them? Peyton and Eli. Do they, but the, their dad Archie. And Archie, yeah. And right. I'm I'm pretty sure their nephew, so Peyton and Eli's brother, has a son and their he is Does he have gonna, a cousin who's got a friend? Maybe. Okay. But apparently their nephew is going to be a really good quarterback too. I think he's playing in college. You want to know what's funny about that? Is that Peyton and I made the NFL, but their brother didn't. Yeah. (laughs) It's always awkward when like there's another sibling that that doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You see that a lot. But okay. What about tennis? We got the Williams sisters. Uh, Yeah. Yes. Venus and Serena. Producer Maurice is a big tennis fan. I don't understand that. Hi. 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 So okay. that I mean again. So you see, I don't know what it is, right? The genetics of these families. Well, that's the thing, right? It's really, really hard for one person to make it to a professional level in a sport. And then when you see multiple siblings, even or like a father and son or mother daughter, whatever Gurriels? it is, yeah, like that's uh, right. Vladdy Senior, Vladdy Junior. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was just gonna Bichette. say the whole. The Bichette. Yeah, Bichette. Yeah. Bichette. Like, Let's just go on Blue Jays. The Blue Jays, yeah. Clemens. <laughs> you could literally take half of the players that were on the Jays. At, yeah. at one, one time, time, yeah. At one time. And, sure. and look at it and say, okay, well, you're a father-son combination. Right? Like, again, Biggio, Bichette, Clemens. Like, it's just... It, it's pretty it crazy. Continues. It's ridiculous. And right? if you look at, like, auto racing, so in Formula One, there's Ralph and Michael Shoemaker. Oh, or yeah. Schumacher. 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 Yeah. Um, They're not Shoemakers. And no, then, they don't make shoes. Not, not today. Nope. And then today. on the North American side, there's the Andretti's. Right. Uh, so Petties. Yeah. Petties. There you go. Yeah. I know. I know. People are kind of like intermittent in terms of if it's a, a sport or if it's entertainment. But you got to look at McMahon's in terms of running WWE. We don't have to, right? Like Vince, Stephanie, Shane, yes. all of them. Is yeah. Triple, Triple H, who married into the family, Good who now acting. is running everything there too, right? <laughs> you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. No, nope. yeah, nope. they're very good actors. Yes, no, they run a multi-billion dollar company. They've done okay. An that's... acting company. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I see. We'll have a debate about that eventually. I'm yeah. sure one of the episodes we'll talk about it. I'm sure, I'm sure. So there are a lot of these family kind of connections, right? Whether it's siblings or, again, father-son, yeah. mother-daughter. I mean, the, the it just it's endless. And it, gen- I, genetics. I, I just insane. think it's really cool where you can see, like, when you have it passed on from father-son, mother-daughter, where it's that genetics, like you said, right. passed on. It's pretty cool where, like, obviously sports is... Like success in sports does correlate to genetics, right? Not just there's work a connection ethic. for sure. Yeah. yeah, you would like to think so, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, obviously, there's a difference between like um, we'll go back to the Gretzky's for example, like Wayne being super super good and Brett Gretzky being super super bad, but at the same time, <laughs> still being okay to make the NHL, yeah. right? Like, like, yeah, I wouldn't say okay. Like, if you make the NHL, you're really good. You're it's like really a zero good. point something percent chance. Like, you got a better chance of being struck yeah. by lightning than making a professional sport, right? For right. sure. And I wouldn't want to be struck by lightning. No, right? The one thing I will say, though, before we uh, wrap up and kind of go to our goodbyes, 
family all at the same time doesn't have to be genetic, right? Like, take a look at the four of us right now. Mm-hmm. Even I, though we're I'm not, interested where this is going. Right? Stay tuned. I know. Uh, I know we're not genetically uh, together, mm-hmm. right? Because obviously we all have different fathers, different moms. Yeah, <laughs> as far as we know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hopefully. I would like to think so. Touch but wood. at the same time, you got to think of like when you make friends with people and have them for uh, upteenth amount of years, you guys become family, right? So yep. at the same time, you got to look at that as your family, not just like genetically or blood. Mm-hmm. You got to look at the other people that are around you wow. that make family. Right? Brett is getting really sentimental. Right? So you're welcome. Uh, we're all family here. That's it. That's all I have. Uh, Tyler, speak about something else. All right. So we're going to be right back with our goodbye, our farewell. Uh, thank you, Brett, for that. With a tear in your eye. All right, welcome back, family. (laughs) (laughs) Craft beer connoisseurs, family. Yeah, so that's going to be it for today's episode. Thanks again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. Uh, Now that my pants are fully back on, I just want to make sure to uh, tell your friends, family, and your favorite pantless person in Petrolia. And your family, family. (laughs) So from all of us and producer Maurice, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.